Hey guys, this is Greg Denning, and you are in the School of Awesome Sauce, where I share with you amazing stories and strategies to help you live an extraordinary life. Hey, hey, my friends. Thanks for joining me for another episode. This one's going to be good because it's literally the one thing that's standing in between you and your dreams. Like, I know you have dreams. I know you have goals. You, you want, you have this fire inside you, this spark, this excitement. And sometimes that gets doused and sometimes it gets pushed down. And, and maybe you're, you're in a place right now where you've kind of given up hope on your dreams. And, and you're wondering, like, man, is it even possible? Or is that just, is it, is it a pipe dream, right? Is that just unrealistic? Because people all around you, you're surrounded by voices all the time. They're telling you, you know, come back to reality. It's not realistic. You can't do that. Nobody does that, right? And we get these negative voices again and again and again. We keep people telling us no. People telling us to conform, to fit in, to stop trying to be different, to stop trying to be bold and stand out and pursue a different path. And they just, you know, tell you to acquiesce to the status quo. And and in your heart, it makes you sick. You feel like you're dying inside because you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to live like that. Like I got dreams, people. I got goals. I got things I want to do with my life. But they don't understand that. And you hear these voices constantly telling you to give up on those thoughts and ideas. And so I want to encourage you to dream and dream big, dream a lot and go after gigantic goals. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Won't that just set me up for disappointment if I, if I don't go after them? And to that, I say, what, what's a life without goals? That's, that is disappointing, right? What's a life without dreams and passions and the pursuit of adventure and greatness and, and trying things? That's disappointing. And then you're going to be disappointed in yourself, So yeah, go for it. Go big. Set huge goals and have big dreams and go after them and see what you can do. See what you can accomplish. See what you can make happen. Change the world or at least change your world, right? Oh man, I get fired up about this stuff. I hope you're dreamers and I hope you you kindle and cultivate that fire and that drive that I think is in every one of us. I think we're born that way. I think it's in our spiritual DNA to want to achieve and dream and improve, like to take what we have, like our bodies and our minds and our our houses and our opportunities and our work and our talents and our gifts and abilities, take whatever we've been given and try to make it better. It's just, it's in us. We just have this spark, this, this ambition, this drive to make things better. And I think it's a wonderful and beautiful thing. I think it's a God-given gift to pursue greatness, to try to reach towards excellence, right? This quest for greatness in our lives. But today I want to talk about the one thing that's standing in the way for it, between all of us, between us and our dream. And initially, when I tell you this thing, you're going to be like, huh, really? And that thing is courage. Courage is the thing that's standing in between you and your dream. And not just courage, but enough courage to pursue your thing. And you say, well, what, well why? Why is it the, the courage? And, and, it's, and it's, actually, it's, it's a lack of courage is the obstacle that's standing in the way. It's a lack of courage that's keeping us from our dreams. And you think, well, what, what does that take courage? I'm not like, I'm not fighting off a dragon or something. You know, I'm not fighting a saber-toothed tiger or or whatever it is, you're like, but it's it's you and going after this goal. And 
what happens, what's so fascinating is all the fears that come up and all the insecurities that come up and all the ridicule and criticism, all that stuff comes up and we're afraid to move forward. And our fears literally stop us from living our dreams, from pursuing our goals, and especially from achieving them. So let me let me give you some examples. I'm going to tell some stories from my own life, but just to put this in context, right, you, you have this dream, you're like, you know what, I want to try that. But then you're afraid of sharing that with other people or if you do share it you're concerned now about what they say right and the ridicule that always comes and I promise you guys when you pursue dreams and goals you will always get criticism from someone and sadly it's often from your family and your friends and people closest to you they're gonna shut that stuff down. You're like, what? You're like, I was so stoked about this. I was so excited. I was like ready to go. And they just shoot you down. And I and I do this with people all the time. When and one of the recent ones just breaks my heart. This young lady who's so driven and so passionate that she wants to set some big goals. And her parents, her mom and her dad are just shutting her down from goals that are totally possible and totally achievable and totally exciting and they keep telling her no you can't do that oh no you're not there's no way you can do that and they're and they're operating from their own negative mindset that probably got passed on to them but her own parents are shooting her down so she comes to me in tears like ah i'm like no you got this you can totally do that and it's this isn't even a gigantic crazy goal it's like totally something that's totally achievable but they shut her down and so they're they're afraid of what people will say what people will think and then even this one, what people will say and think if they fail, if I try and I don't succeed, then what? Right? We're afraid to take the risks because with any big reward, there will be risks. And, and I found that the risk is aligned with the level of the reward, right? So the greater risk, the greater reward. I found that to be true, that if we want something pretty spectacular, we're going to have to face some pretty big risks. And those can be emotional risks or financial risks or even physical risks or social risks, right? There's, there, it's all involved in all this. So we're, we're facing all these fears and, and concerns. And what will happen like if I, if I get into this and it's not what I thought it would be? Or if I, if I go down that trail and it doesn't go where I think? Or it does, and then I realize I don't want to be there, right? And all these fears, like we have to have courage. And I wholeheartedly believe that you can have any dream if you have courage enough to achieve it. And as we, as we go through, I'm going to tell some stories now. Like, but as you see this, you realize, yeah, it is, it's courage. It's courage along every step of pursuing my dream. Of my own insecurities, do, do, do I have what it takes? Can I do this, right? You start thinking about what you have to do to achieve your dream and you start, you literally, all of us start doing this. So we start questioning whether we have what it takes and courage to face that. Courage to learn the skills. Courage to get up every time you fall down. Courage to face the criticism and ridicule that will come. Courage to be successful, some people are afraid of failing. Some people are afraid of succeeding and handling the responsibility and weight that comes with success, right? There's all these things. And literally, as you think through this now, now, now that I've mentioned it to you, I hope you'll spend time thinking about it and really processing and say, what, what, where am I lacking courage that's keeping me from my dreams and goals? But let me share some stories. So I started out 
you guys timid and shy, and I've told you that before. And I realized that I didn't want to live that kind of life. I wanted to have an amazing marriage, right? And I wanted to have friends. I hated, of all the things I suffered, loneliness was the worst. And I did not want to be lonely anymore. I wanted to have friends, and I wanted to date girls so eventually I could marry a wonderful woman and have an incredible marriage. And I quickly realized there's no way I'm ever going to have friends or meet girls and then eventually meet my wife if I'm so timid and shy that I can't even talk to people and I can't carry on a conversation. And so I was I was terrified. I was terrified to approach people I didn't know. I was actually terrified to talk to people I did know. Uh, and if I didn't know somebody well, you know what one of my greatest fears was? I, it came out years later. Like I would get terrified of having to sit next to somebody for an extended period of time because I literally had no idea what I would say or what we would talk about. Like it was a legit fear. Like if I had to drive, you know, 30 minutes somewhere with someone, I would get just so terrified. Like what will we talk about? What on earth can I possibly say for that long? I got nothing. And it would scare me to death. So the thought of sitting on an airplane next to someone or driving in a car, like, ah, right? It, it like scared me. Like what would I say? Because I didn't know and, and I couldn't look people in the eyes. I remember... Um, a gentleman one night was like, Greg, look, when, when you're talking to people, when you're having a conversation, you need to look people in the eye. And so I looked up and I tried to hold eye contact with him, but I, I couldn't do it for more than a second or two before I felt so uncomfortable. I looked away and he's like, hey, don't look away. Look back up. And I'd look up and I'm like, ah, he's still looking at my eyes. And I, I looked down and I was, I was terrified. And so I'm, I'm in this space of like, okay, my dream, my goal is to have friends, to date girls, to prepare to meet my wife. And standing in my way is fear and a lack of courage. Just I'm telling you here, it was a lack of courage to develop a skill set that I needed to live the kind of life that I wanted to live. That was my dream life. I want, and now, you guys, what what I tell people, what I tell people I'm mentoring and coaching is like, look, to be a social leader is the ability to have a meaningful conversation with anyone, anywhere, at any time. Right, that's my goal. That's my objective. To be able to talk to anyone, anywhere, at any time. Like people have vastly different lives than me, and different opinions and ideas, and and different personalities. Like to be able to connect with anyone, anywhere, at any time, and and have a meaningful conversation with them. Right, that that for me is the the epitome of social leadership and connection with other human beings. And so I I wanted to get to that level, but I was way way back and. A lack of courage was what was standing in my way. And so I literally, and, and here's the key element that I want to share with all of you. The key element here is literally to do what scares you. Okay? It, that if you're afraid to talk to someone, talk to them. If you're afraid to share your voice, if you're afraid to get on a camera, get on the camera. If you're afraid to speak in public, speak in public, right? If you're afraid to start your own podcast, start that thing. Just get a microphone and start recording. Like whatever it is you're afraid to do, you're afraid to try a a business, start a business. If you're afraid of selling, then go out and sell something. Like you just go, (laughs) you, you do the thing that scares you and and I know they're like, well, that's what I'm afraid of. I, obviously, I would do that if I wasn't afraid to do it, if I had the courage to do it. But what's interesting and ironic, and it almost seems counterintuitive, that the courage doesn't come independent of the thing. It comes because of the thing. 
it's almost like Marcus Aurelius said, but like the impediment isn't in the way. The impediment is the way. That thing that you're afraid to do is actually your key to courage and success. And so I, and I realized that. And so I said, you know, I'm going to literally force myself to face that fear. And so I intentionally put myself into situations where I could not back out. I couldn't get away from it. And I had to get in front of people and talk to them. And so I forced myself into situations to talk to girls, which was probably my biggest fear, to uh, have to talk to all kinds of people from different backgrounds and situations to just start greeting people. And I had this, this good friend of mine. He, he would talk to everyone. He would smile and laughing. And, I, and I'd walk along with him. Um, and, and again, I, I went into a situation. I was forced into a situation that I ended up meeting him and meeting other people. And I was forced to be in front of crowds which terrified me and that forced me into that situation. And, and eventually on, in that particular situation, I ended up getting in front of thousands of people all the time and ended up performing, which made me face my fears. I had to just face it. And I did it with sports. I'm like, hey, I'm going to get into sports. And sports did it. And I had to get, had to get into sports, especially one-on-one sports like wrestling. I started wrestling. And when you get on the mat, it's just you and the other guy and everybody watching. And that was terrifying to me. But I forced myself to do it. And then I met this friend of mine, and he just would greet everyone, and he was one of the most jovial, happy people. And I asked him, one, I'm like, how do you do that, man? How do you know all these people? And he's like, I don't know those people. I just greet everyone. I'm like, what? How do you do that? He's like, well, I made a commitment years ago that I would greet and smile at everyone that I made eye contact with. And I was like, that is beautiful. That's what I want. And I wanted that. I sincerely wanted that, but it terrified me. And he's like, well, just try it. Just do it. And so I just started looking at people. I'd kind of look up, you know, like, oh, crap. And they'd look over and I'd smile and like wave. And, and, and I got some funny looks like, well, I don't know you. Who are you? What are you doing? Right. And I'm like, oh, see, it doesn't work. Oh, it's like, no, keep going. Keep trying. And so I kept trying. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And, that's, and, and you guys, I know it sounds silly, but like for me, that, that scared me. It really like it took a lot of courage for me to look at a stranger and just say, hey, how you doing? It was, it was sickening for me. But I kept doing it and started working. People like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, that's not a big deal. And then I said, hey, how you doing? Hi. And I'd smile. And then I'd smile at girls and wave. And, and sometimes I'd get some bad responses. And sometimes I'd get good ones. And I was like, this isn't that big of a deal. And that's one of the big, big principles I want to teach today in this, this episode. Like, when you face the thing you're afraid of and you do it often, you quickly start to realize, oh. I had no reason to be afraid of that thing. I'm going to tell you another story about that in just a minute. That just rocked my world. But as I pursued that, I was like, okay, I can do this. And so then I started just talking to people. And then I, and I kept going. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm standing here in a crowd. I'm, I'm going to talk to that person. And I'll go to a dance. I'm going to, I'm going to go talk to that girl and ask her to dance with me. And then I'm going to go, hey, I don't know anybody here. I'm going to go talk to those guys. And they look pretty cool. I'm going to go talk to them introduce myself. And, and I literally was forcing myself and you guys, the fear didn't go away. I was <laughs> like, I had my, I had my stomach in a knot and I'm sure my face was bright red and I was like, palms were sweating, but I'm like, I have to do this. And the more I did it, principle number two here, the more I did it, the more comfortable I became at it. And the more I did it, the more competent I became at it, which I actually got better at it. Right. Because I just forced myself to practice it. And with competence always comes confidence. And I just forced myself to do it again and again and again. 
until now I'm totally comfortable talking to almost anyone, almost anywhere, at almost any time. I'll I'll talk to a complete stranger in the grocery store line and tap them on the shoulder and ask them what their life dream is, right? And they're like, weirdo, I don't know you. Why are you asking me that? And, and I love it. I love having meaningful and powerful conversations with people, you guys. And it's way beyond the chit-chat, and I, I got sick of that. You know, initially I was like, oh, you know, the weather and sports and oh, politics and just the superficial stuff. But I moved past that because I was like, this, is, this isn't meaningful. This is, it's shallow. Like, it lacks depth and meaning. And so now I'm like, I ask big questions. What are your goals? What are your dreams? What do you, what do you struggle with? What do you want to achieve? If you could do anything, what would you do? Where would you go? Like, how do you want to live your life? Like, and, and I love asking people about them and their story. And their dreams and hopes and goals and, and like it's it's meaningful and I connect with people and people open up to me and share things with me. I'll tell you guys stories in coming episodes. People share things with me that would blow you away, that blow me away. And frequently, my friends, frequently people say to me, Greg, I've never told anyone this, but I feel like I can tell you and I need to tell you. And then they proceed to tell me a story that just blows me away. Because I'm willing to listen and ask hard questions and look them in the eye and, and give them my full and complete attention. Right? And so now I've moved and I love speaking. I love speaking on the stage. I love like doing these podcasts. I love making videos. I love connecting with huge crowds and one-on-one around the world. I love it. And so literally what was my greatest weakness became one of my greatest strengths. And how did it come? By actually doing it, by forcing myself to do the thing I was afraid of actually brought the courage that I needed. So it wasn't, sometimes we think, oh, once I get the courage, then I'll do that thing. But courage comes through doing the thing. Whoa, let me, let me share another example. When Rachel and I decided to load up our family and uh, move to, we, we left my job and we did this crazy, it was crazy. We're like, okay, we're just going to go for this. We're trying the entrepreneurial thing. We're trying our own business. And we decided, you know, we're going to move our family internationally. We loaded up our four little kids in our car and we decided we were going to drive to Costa Rica and try to live there. And we, so we drove down, you know, through Arizona, had a great time down there. And we get to the border and we'd never been in Mexico. We're about to drive across the border, and we heard all these horror stories. This was in 2007. And, like, I was squeezing the steering wheel with both hands, like white knuckle. Both my wife and I were so nervous. Our stomachs went or not. It was just crazy. And we, we crossed the border into Mexico with our four little kids, and we're like, what are we doing? We're going to a place we've never been. I spoke Spanish. Nobody else did. But, like, we don't know this place. We've heard about all the the drug dealers and the murders and the craziness and getting sick and where will we stay and what will we do? And, and we were just terrified, you guys. Like, can, can you sense this? Like, just sick to our stomachs. And we're driving across. And then if you've been across the border, there's, like, not much there. And you drive for a while. You drive for a while. And then we start to relax. And we're on this nice highway just driving along. This beautiful desert country. And, like, and we started to relax. And we're like, what were we... What were we so afraid of? We get in there and we start meeting all these wonderful people, so kind to these beautiful beaches and these nice restaurants. And literally, Rachel, I, we look at each other and we're like, what in the world were we so afraid of? <laughs> like, this is crazy. And we ended up spending six weeks on that first trip just driving through Mexico and Central America. And 
and these the crazy border crossings and those were nuts and like the food and the places and we ended up having this great experience and you guys over the last several years we ended up spending several years living in 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 Mexico we spent a bunch of time because we went back through again later on we we lived we went spent a bunch of time in Belize in Guatemala we ended up spending almost two years over two different times almost two years living in Guatemala we went traveled through El Salvador we lived in Nicaragua for a while lived in Costa Rica now on two different times for a total of about three years and then we went into Panama multiple times and and all of it like we end up like loving the Latin culture and always learning Spanish and being down there. And it was crazy, like, we, we, didn't, we realized that our fear was totally unfounded. And I meet people all the time that are struggling, and maybe, maybe you do too, they struggle with anxiety. And you get super anxious. And it's interesting, anxiety, you guys, is often this imagined fear. It's something we, we, we might have heard about or might have experienced before, but we, we imagine it now. And our mind is amazing like that. It can, it can be so creative and imaginative but it very often stirs up the negative. It imagines the negative. Imagine everything going wrong, right? And it goes to the lowest level. Like if, if you're talking about, hey, I'd like to start a business, but then all of a sudden your mind like sees you in the gutter dying of poverty, no friends, no family, no money, and you take your last breath in the gutter as you die because you tried to start a business, right? And the mind does that. It'll just spiral down all the way down to the worst possible scenario. And then you're sitting there going, oh, there's no, I can't do it. I can't start a business. Are you kidding me? Ah, like, no. Right. And we, we go to these fears. And so I want to challenge you to look at what you're afraid of. Like get really, really clear. What is it? When you, when you think about pursuing your dream, what scares you? Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, that terrifies me. What is it? What terrifies you? Well, what if it doesn't work out? What do you mean? What if it doesn't work out? Like zero in on that. What do you mean? Well, what if I lose all my money? Okay, what if? What if you lose all your money? Could you what's the worst case scenario there? Like and literally go in your mind, force your mind to go, okay, what is it? What is it exactly you're afraid of? And often what you find is you this fear is unfounded and you work your way down and you're like, oh actually, you know, I'm really afraid of what my friends would think if I failed. Okay, go to the worst case scenario. What if you fail and your friends think you're retarded because you failed? Can you deal with that? Or go talk to your friends. Be like, hey, I'm thinking about starting a business. Like if I just totally flopped it, what do you think? And and, and if they're good friends, I'd be like, you know what? We'll still support you. We'll still love you. And if it's your dream, you should try it. And then all of a sudden you're like, dang, what was I afraid of? You, you get what I'm saying, you guys? Like we have to get clear about what we're, we're, what we're afraid of and why and get, get down to that clear level and be like, okay, can I handle that? Could I handle like... That worst case scenario, if I, if I try, let's say I try to start a YouTube channel and it just bombs, <laughs> am I okay with that? Well, yeah, because it's better to try and fail than never to try at all. You get what I'm saying? And so you, you get clear on your fear and then you face it. And what you're going to find is a lot of your fears are unfounded, especially when you start doing it. It's unfounded. And then you might find that sometimes, and this happened to us, we've, we've attempted so many things. We live by this ready, fire, aim philosophy. Like we just try it. We just go for it. And many times we have fallen right on our faces, socially, financially, emotionally, physically. We just blomp. We try something and it doesn't work. And you know what we found every time in that too? That our fear of the worst case scenario was actually way worse than the actual worst case scenario. 
where we, we try something, we lose everything. And you're like, okay, that's pretty bad, but it's not near as bad as I thought it was going to be and what I feared it would be. And guess what? We're still alive. We still have each other. We're still happy and healthy and, and we can rebuild. Like, let's, okay, we learned our lesson. Let's do this again, right? So, like, learn to, learn to face those fears. Cultivate that courage. And, and if you want to start small, start, start right now by doing things that scare you. So maybe let's take something like bungee jumping. Let's say it just terrifies you. The thought of bungee jumping just terrifies you. Go bungee jumping. And you're like, are you crazy? That ter-? It's totally safe. Go to a safe, reputable place. You know, wrap it around your ankles. Bomb off that thing. Have them push you if you have to. Like, just do it. And do what they say and do it the right way. And then you'll bounce a couple times and it'll be like terrifying and thrill. And you'll get down and you're like, oh, man, I'm totally alive. I'm totally healthy. I'm not hurt. Nothing happened. I'm, that's cool. I'm, I did it. And what happens you, like, all of a sudden you get all this courage. You're like, I just did this. I just did something that terrifies me. And all of a sudden your little courage meter goes bloop. It moves the needle up, right? And, and you're like, hey, I'm doing it. And you can start, well, I'm, I'm afraid to, maybe you're afraid to try foreign foods. So tonight, go out to a foreign restaurant, right? And get, just go in there like, hey, what's the most bizarre thing on your menu that's good? And they're like, okay, I'll, t- I'll tell you that. And just eat it, <laughs> right? And, and as you do more things, you start to cultivate it. And, and you're with your friends, like you're, you're at the park and, or wherever, you know, whatever you're doing. I don't know where you go, what you do. You're at, you're at university or you're at work and you want to present a, a new project or, you know, pursue a new goal. Ask for a raise or, you know, whatever it is, whatever you're afraid of, just try it. Try these things you're afraid of. And the more things that you do that scare you, the more you'll cultivate courage. Is this, is this making sense? Like I'm trying to say this in a bunch of different ways so like it hits home. Courage comes from doing the things that scare you. So find as many things as you can that, that scare you and do those things. Maybe it's holding a snake or a spider or touching a mouse. <laughs> go to the pet store and hold a mouse. Go, go, like, go to the pet store and like let a boa constrictor like sit on your shoulders, right? Like you see what I'm saying? I'm trying to stir up some fears here. Some of you are like, ah, you're screaming. Like, what is it? Like snowboarding or skiing. I went, I took the kids snowboarding last night and there was this girl out there skiing. She was visibly just horrified. She's on the little kitty slope going down, just trembling with fear, freaking out. And I was so proud of her. She went a couple more times, right? And she ended up doing it. She was kind of skiing down the little kid slope by the end of the night. And I was, I told her, I'm like, way to go. That's awesome. Go for it. And I could tell she was terrified of running into people. I'm like, Hey, whatever. You can run me over. Like, just keep going to keep trying it. So identify these things that, that scare you and go do them. That is how you get courage. It's not going to be sitting there in your comfortable little space. You know, you're at home in your bedroom in your comfortable bed with nobody there and your little happy place trying to muster up courage. Uh, in my experience, that doesn't work because right? <laughs> you're staying in your comfort zone. So do the things that get you outside your comfort zone and all of a sudden you're going to find number one, it's not near as bad as you thought. Number two, like you get stronger, you get more courage, and then you do it again and again and again and again. You start building it up again and again and again, and you just keep doing it in different areas. And all of a sudden, you're, it's, it's like this muscle you're exercising. You're doing your workouts, right? You're doing exercise regularly, and you start to get in shape courageously. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. You're building up your courage muscles and all of a sudden you're just ripped and you're confident and you're like, bring it. 
anything. Bring it on. And you literally can do this, okay? Every one of you can do this. You can muster up and, and build and cultivate this courage. It's not like, oh, they're lucky. They have courage and I don't. It's a muscle. It's, it's a skill. It's a skill you can cultivate and build and make happen. But you have to be intentional about it and you have to work on it. You have to exercise it just like you do your body. So you guys do this, man. Get get in the game. Like write down right now. Just sit down right now. Write out the things that scare you. Maybe 10 or 15 or 20 things that you've thought, oh, I'll never do that. Scare Go skydiving. Um, do whatever you got to do. Face that fear and it gives you tremendous courage. Okay, you guys want a story? I know we're going along. I'm going to tell this epic story. I was going to save this, save this for later, but I'm going to share this story. So we were driving down from Alaska on our, in our Alaska to Panama overlanding journey. We stopped to visit some friends in Idaho and we're coming along. We went to uh, this place called Twin Falls, Idaho. And as we're pulling into the town, we cross over this bridge and it's a 500 foot bridge over the Snake River. And you're like driving across looking over going, oh, oh, oh that, that is huge. So we went over to our friend's house. We're talking to him, and they're like, hey, let's let's go check out the bridge. So there's a, there's a beautiful waterfall there. So we went and saw the waterfall, and then we went over to the bridge, and we're standing there. And this was on a Sunday afternoon, and we're taking some pictures, and we went over on the bridge. And you can, like, you walk on the bridge, and you look over, and it's like, you know what I'm talking about? When you look over on this steep, steep cliff or bridge or building, and you get that feeling, like your nerves, like you feel you feel the blood like going out of your arms and and you get shortness of breath and your heart's pounding and and you look over the edge you're like oh my gosh like I can feel it right now I'm like you maybe you are too I'm describing that you look over and it's so far down you you just start to tremble and shake and you get afraid it was that feeling and it was terrifying and and I went we went back over like whoa And and I saw this sign that said they do base jumping now, years before that, I had told my, I'm like, I want to base jump, babe. I told my wife, I want to base jump. And I, and I kind of put it on my, my bucket list of things to do in life. But, you know, never had any idea where or how or anything. I had no plans. But I was like, I want to base jump sometime. And I realized I do. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. So I went over and they had a little flyer on the door. They were closed up. And it said $400 to tandem base jump. And I'm like, 400 bucks to jump with some dude strapped to my back? I'm like, no thanks. And so I just go out and I start talking to people, right? Because I had cultivated the courage muscle to talk to strangers and to talk to people. So I'm, you know, there's guys just chilling on the park and I went up and started talking to this guy just randomly. I was just talking because, again, this is my way of being now. I, I just naturally talk to people. I love people. I love meeting new people, connecting because I had cultivated that very skill. I'd face the fear of talking to strangers. Now I'm really good at it. So I went up and I started talking to him and, I, and it turns out it's Mike from California. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I came out to film some videos base jumping off that bridge. I was like, what? That's so cool. And turns out he's a stuntman in Hollywood and he was here making some films, videos. And I was like, that's amazing, man. So cool. I'm like, I've always wanted to base jump. And he's like, well, shoot, dude. I was like, I have an extra pack. I brought an extra parachute. You could jump with us tomorrow morning. And I just felt my gut you know, oh no, like the fear, right? And he's like, just give me, give me a little money and you can jump with us. And I was like, man, okay, they're charging 400 bucks. I wonder if he's going to like charge me 350 or something. I'm like, well, how much? He said, I don't know, man, give me 20 bucks. And I was like, 20 bucks? Are you serious? And like 20, I give you $20 and I can base jump. He's like, yeah. He's like, no problem. Now I find out, right, that you have to skydive 200 times before you should base jump solo, right? 
I'd never been skydiving. I have now. It was amazing. But I'd never been skydiving at the time. And I was going to base jump solo. But he's like, here's one condition. He's like, you don't know how to land. So if you go down and try to land on the ground, you'll break your legs. He's like, so you have to land in the water. So I turn to my buddy and I'm like, he has a boat. I'm like, hey, will you get in the boat and wait, wait for me in the water? And he's like, yeah. So he's like, okay, you base jump, you have to land in the water. So I'm like, sweet, let's do it. And he's like, all right, meet us here at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. So my wife and I, we go home that night, and we're terrified, you guys. Oh, my goodness. We're like, oh, what am I about to do? I have five children and a beautiful wife and a wonderful life. Like, I don't want to die. I'm not about taking unnecessary risks, right? I don't. If there's any chance of me dying, I'm out. Like, it's not for it. But, but if I can pull this off, I want to do it. And so we're like, we're both had a hard time sleeping that night because we were both so scared. And we go back in the morning, and I just kind of put out to God and to the universe, like, okay, look, I'm not. I'm not in on this. Like, if it's dangerous, like, whatever. Don't don't let it work out, and I'm good. But if it's okay, if it, if it happened, like, I'll do it. So we kind of threw that out there, like, if it works, great. If it doesn't work, great. I'm I'm not I'm not married to this thing. So we're waiting at nine o'clock. He's not there. Nine o'clock. About nine o five. He's not there. I'm like, okay. Well, I guess not. It's not meant to be. Let's go. So we load up. We're driving out, and as he pulls in, he's like, oh hey, I'm here. Sorry we're late. We you know did some shooting some videos, and and we're ready to go. Let's do this thing. And so I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I'm so nervous. But he's like, come here, I want to I want to show you why this is the safest place in the world. The base jump, and here's how it works. So he sat there and he taught my wife and I, he taught me and my wife all about, sorry, the grammar thing there you have, you guys. It's a grammar thing. So he taught my wife and me about the science and the aerodynamics and how it works and why this is the safest place and all this thing. He walks through it, and you guys literally, while he explained it, it was, it was our lack of understanding that made it so terrifying. It's what we didn't know that scared us. And when he explained how everything works and how it'd be safe and he would throw the, the pilot chute, it would be open and it open automatically. Like he, he explained all the safety, how to do everything, everything I was supposed to do, detail by detail. And he's like, we're going to have three jumpers there. We're going to be right there with you. You're good, man. And as he explained that to me and to my wife, we like all of our fears went away and we're like, okay. Let's do this thing, right? Because I understood it. I talked to an expert and I knew what was going to be happening, what I had to do, what, you know, how the parachute worked, how it was, it, you know, how he was, he set it all up. So it was just going to work beautifully. I'm like, done. So you guys, we walk over there. All I had on was my, uh, I think I went, I think it went barefoot. All I had on was my swimsuit and my parachute. That's it. So we walk over there and these guys are hardcore, like stuntmen, like, they're, they're these hardcore. So I'm like, I can't back out on this. I can't be a chicken. I can't be standing there counting to three, 20 to 30 times and then back out. Like I got to just go. And so I walk over there and I climb over the rail and the rail, you guys is so high. You can't have, you know, both feet on the ground. It's like one or the other. So I'm like leaning over like, Oh my gosh, this is terrifying. You know, my palms are sweating. My chest is pounding. I lean over the bridge and because I have a parachute on, I can't stand straight up. So I'm like leaning out. I got my feet on the edge. I'm holding on the rail with both hands behind me, you know, pushed out by the parachute, looking down and way, way out there is this little teeny boat. And my kids and my wife are down there in the boat waiting for me. So tiny. It's so far away. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? This is crazy. And he's like, he had, he had the pilot chute in his hand and he said, okay, when you jump, I'm just going to let this go. And it'll pull out the main chute, and you just grab hold of it and kind of just guide yourself down. Just drop right in the water and then disconnect from your chute so it doesn't sink, and you're good. And so I was like, okay, three, two, one. 
and just free falling, right? The craziest feeling ever just to be free falling. No no cords attached, no rope, nothing. Whoa, 500 feet. And the chute opens up, the pilot caught, pulled out the main chute, opened up, boom, I reach up and grab the handles, and then just, you're flying. You're just gliding through the air, and I just made some turns and swings, went down and landed in the water right by the boat. Just absolutely epic. Like, whoa, one of the coolest experiences of my life. And unhook the parachute, bring it in, climb in the boat, like, yeah! Mike stands on the rail, does like a double backflip, then comes down, opens up his chute, and then, you know, disconnects from his chute about 30 feet above the water and does a couple more flips and turns and twists and dives in. I mean, it was it was epic awesomeness. And we climb in the boat, and I reach down to turn off my GoPro, and I realize that in my nervousness, I hadn't turned it on. So I literally did not record one of the coolest things I had ever done. And then we pick up Mike, and I'm like, Mike, I didn't turn on my camera. I missed it all. And he's like, well, let's do it again. And so we went over, we let the shoots dry out, we talked, we connected, actually ended up like rescuing this girl. And one of the jumpers was an ER doctor. We jumped in, helped her. She'd broken her leg and got the ambulance and kind of helped her out, rescued her. So I'd done some uh, EMT stuff. And um, so we did it. And then we went and jumped again, you guys. And this time he wadded up the, the, sh- the small shoot, the pilot shoot, and he threw it after me. So my free fall was big and it was awesome. So I ended up base jumping twice for 40 bucks. And it was amazing, and I faced those fears, and I did I did something incredible, right? That for me was a huge deal, and it it just boosts your confidence. Like, and and things don't scare me anymore. Like, are you kidding me? I've been base jumping right? twice, and like, and it just it boosts your confidence, and it it builds you and your character, and like, you're able to do more things. So, you guys, the big takeaway here is, literally, there's there's levels of courage that are needed for you to pursue your dream and to achieve it. So right now, today, make a list of the things that scare you that you know you need to do and start doing them. Get friends that will support you and encourage you. Ask them to hold you accountable. Ask them to go with you and start doing things that scare you and start building that courage by facing those fears. And and with a long-term goal, you guys, I hope you have this goal with a long-term goal of being absolutely courageous. And it's not it's not the absence of fear. Fear doesn't always go away. But it's it's facing that fear, it's managing that fear. It's understanding it and then moving forward. And as you get more courageous and and more daring in a sense, and you're taking on adventures, you become a powerhouse. And that's the goal. That's the dream. That's the vision to become a powerhouse of courage. So you have what it takes, that level of courage to pursue whatever dream or goal you want to go after, whatever ambition you have, whatever you know you need to do, you have the courage to get it done. So let's all become courageous beings together, right? Powerhouses where we're out doing things that matter and taking big, bold action and inspiring others to do the same. So let's get out. Make it happen, you guys. Awesome is always an option if you have the courage to do what it takes. Reach upward. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got a lot of value out of it and found some things that you can apply to your life right away. Hey, I'm, I'm being totally sincere when I say I, I, I live to help you 
live your extraordinary life. So I hope you'll reach out to me if you have any questions or let me know how I can help you in any important area of your life. And in fact, you know, this, this podcast is brought to you by the School of Awesome Sauce monthly coaching program. Take advantage of that. Get in there. If It's the best way to get a breakthrough to the next level so you can level up your health, your spirituality, your emotions, your mind, your relationships, your finances, business, every part of your life. Just get in there where you have a, a coach and a mentor. You have a supportive community to make things happen. So, so jump in there. Take advantage of this. Try it out. Get in there with us and level up your life. See you on the inside. Reach upward.